I mean, back then, if you told somebody you met someone online and you're going to go fly halfway across the country, they did. They did. Honestly, I had some very interesting talks with customs agents. Hello, and welcome to the Is That So podcast. My name is Sahela, and I am the host and chief content officer here at the Is That So podcast. Follow along each week as I share stories, pose questions, and provide insights on various wellness, travel, and relationship topics aimed to help us all navigate through this rapidly evolving modern world a little bit easier. Here at the Is That So podcast, we believe that life should always be a work in progress. So come learn, laugh, and listen in on unfiltered stories and conversations so that we can open new doors to inspiration, happiness, and forward thinking together. Hello, and welcome back to the Is That So podcast. Today's episode is going to be a very special one about finding empowerment in travel. And to help discuss the topic, I have invited a very special guest on, Nadine Sekora, or Hey Nadine, as she is more popularly known as. Nadine is one of the top travel bloggers on YouTube. She has traveled to over 51 countries, is a brand ambassador for Kentucky, has presented and spoken on expert panels at Google, VidCon, and the Canadian Media Producers Association. And she not only has an immense passion for travel, but her videos are full of wit and sarcasm, making them both funny and entertaining while being informative and inspirational. Welcome, Nadine. Wow, thanks for having me. <laughs> a very lovely intro. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. Um, so Nadine and I met a little while back during mm-hmm. a short interview, and we chatted about working in the YouTube space as a top female vlogger. And she made so many excellent points about how for women, and not to leave the men out because men can feel empowered by this too, but for women especially because we are seen as more fragile and vulnerable beings, how solo travel can lead us to great personal empowerment. And as a matter of fact, not only can solo travel help us break out of our shells, but it can be a transformative experience that impacts the way we view the world and how you want to live your life. So, um, Nadine, why don't you start us off um, with giving everyone a little bit of a background into what you do and how you started your YouTube channel and how it's kind of led you to where you are today. So my very brief life story when it comes to travel (laughs) is uh, I started my YouTube channel a very long time ago. So I started my channel back in 2006, 2007, when YouTube was a thing that people didn't really know too much about at the time. I was in university and I was studying uh, computer science and business and I was playing golf and I was trying to have some sort of social life, which didn't really exist because of our city sport and full-time academics is quite crazy. Yeah. And so I found this website called YouTube that people were doing funny little videos and sketch comedy. And I was like, whoa, what is this? And because I used to do youth theater when I was younger, I saw YouTube as a platform that I could make these funny like comedy sketches because that's what the majority of people were doing at YouTube at the time. And I was like, I could do this in my own time in my college dorm room. And that just sounds like a whole lot of fun. 
And were so people started, wondering what you were doing? Were they like, what, what's going on in there? Yes, yes because nobody really know what a YouTuber was. Um, it was a very, <laughs> yeah, it was a very interesting couple years that I did that because I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. I, I just did it and it was posted on the internet. None of my friends really knew what I was doing until like one of my friends, I was like, hey, do you want to just randomly run around the house with computers that act like lightsabers and she was totally cool with it that was a thing that we did I don't know it was funny at the time yeah it sounds Uh, funny it was I mean that's what YouTube started as it started as a funny place that people just uploaded whatever because there was no monetization there was no branding there was no business it was just fun so that's what I treated it as and it was a really great outlet for me to just create comedy sketch comedy videos yeah. But when I graduated university in 2009, I kind of went through a quarter-life crisis. I call it my quarter-life crisis because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I was I graduated in the middle of a recession, which I feel like a lot of people might actually relate to this coming couple yeah. coming months. Uh, so yeah. there wasn't a lot of opportunity for me. And I just felt really lost and I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't want to start my career yet. I couldn't even really find a job in my career that I wanted. And I just thought, hey, I should go travel because people in my, it was one of my public speaking courses that I took for my business degree. Mm-hmm. There, there was these presentations that a lot of people from the class were talking. They were presenting about all their exotic travels that they had done. And I had never traveled anywhere except for Hawaii on like a band trip and yeah and a band trip I mean that's so that is somewhere but it's not the exotic travels that like people were like I went to Paris and London and South Africa and I was like what so I decided to go travel Mm -hmm. and uh where I went to travel is kind of the start of my solo travel experience because I didn't have anybody that wanted to go with me. None of my friends wanted to go or could afford to go. Yeah. And, and my, well, obviously my family wasn't going to go with me. I wanted to go for a long period of time. I didn't have much money saved up because I would just graduated university in the middle of a recession. So I found something called a working holiday visa and it was an opportunity for me to work and travel at the same time. And I picked New Zealand to do that in. So there's a couple different countries, depending on where you go, that you can pick and choose to go live and work in. And so I was like, you know what? I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings. I love it. (laughs) I'm going to go to New Zealand. And I also have one friend, kind of, that I met online. So that counts, right? I mean, back then, if you told somebody you met someone online and you're going to go fly halfway across the country, they did. They did. Honestly, I had some very interesting talks with customs agents. They were very, they were very concerned for me, but I told them it's all going to be okay. (laughs) And, and so I decided to take the biggest risk of my life, the scariest thing I've ever done. I defied parents because my parents did not want me to go to this country for a year just because I met some random random guy on the internet. But I went and... (laughs) Had you not known that person, though, you probably would have still gone, no? 
I I would have. I, I definitely think I would have. So the story behind this person, though, this is a very interesting story, is it was a boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Jax, it was a boy. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this. And we were like best friends talking all the time online. And then as soon as I got to New Zealand, he was like, oh, yeah, uh, we shouldn't hang out anymore because I don't want my, like, girlfriend to get jealous. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, no. And totally blew me off. Plot twist. Yeah. Honestly, I was, like, genuinely crushed. Crushed. I mean, literally, I just packed up my entire life halfway across the world to set up in this new country I knew nothing about. And I was like, I have one friend. I have, like, one. I know one person. And he basically was like, yeah, sorry. I, I don't, like, I've got a girl. I'm like, we're not even in a relationship. I don't want that. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I've got a girlfriend and she might get, like, jealous if we're, like, hanging out all the time. It was such a weird situation and I was crushed. And now I'm in New Zealand by myself with nobody because F that guy, really. Yeah. Um, And I was like, what do I do now? And that was the start of my solo travel experience. So I built up everything from there. And I vlogged it. Well, I didn't vlog that part. Yeah. But I started vlogging my travels. And that's how I started becoming a travel vlogger with a little personal drama. So you, you found the, the silver lining. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's so great that you were able to kind of find your way in this sticky situation that you ended up in and come out of it feeling probably even more empowered because you were able to see that you could do it by yourself. I did. And I, and I was thrown in the deep end. Like I had to figure it out. Yeah. At, like I, I was like, I don't have somebody. Well, I need to guess I need to find somewhere to live. And now I need to find a job. And now I need to make friends because I don't have any friends all of it by myself. And I had no safety net, no nothing. And I think that that's one of the biggest things, like when it comes to solo travel is you, you, you learn I think we're so accustomed to having these crutches, especially when you're growing up in life and and growing up in and going through high school and college, at least with like my family and in Canada, I feel like it's very there's a lot there's a big support system there behind you. So when you don't have that, it just it forces you to think outside the box and really have to make those hard choices for yourself. Whereas like if it was back home, you might have just I don't know, passed it off. Someone else could have made it for you or someone else could have fixed it for you. Absolutely. You have this kind of level of comfort and like a, a cushion to fall back on mm-hmm. that I guess when you're like, for me, I went to university in Australia. And so like my mom obviously helped move me there. Mm-hmm. But once yeah. I was there, I had to kind of, you know, figure shit out for myself. Mm-hmm. And thrust myself into like problem solving mode and also like just learning about myself without mm-hmm. having like the 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 cliqueiness of all the people you went to high school with or any kind of um predisposition as to like who what the what the cool thing is to be so mm-hmm. you kind of are like well what kind of person do I want to be not like what's cool to be, you know what I mean? And exactly. and that actually forms you into a, I think, more well-rounded, enlightened, empowered person. But, um, but yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think that's one of the best things about solo travel is you learn so much about yourself because you don't have those other people influencing you. Yeah. And you can make the decisions 
that finally you want to make. And even if you don't even realize that you were never making decisions before, because you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? I was always just kind of going with the flow of what my friends wanted to do or what my parents wanted me to do. But now, well, I get to do everything I want to do. And as soon as you realize that and start making those decisions for yourself, it becomes so much easier to make more of them. And then that is, I feel like, the biggest joy of solo traveling is just discovering who you are and what you really like. Yes. And I feel like when you get used to it a little bit, you Mm -hmm. become more of a decisive decision maker. Yeah. So how do you use your travel vlogging as a tool to share stories about different places you visited along with other like tips and tricks to make travel better, easier, safer, not just for women or solo travelers, but like in in general? So when I, like I said, when I first started traveling, I was traveling for me. I wanted to experience the world. I wanted, I created videos because I wanted to share what I was experiencing with other people because it was so amazing. And then several years, after several years of doing that, I, I started realizing there was a whole, there was a lot of comments. A lot of people were asking me, how do you do this? How do I travel like that? So this was back in like 2013, 2014. And I started wanting to really share my stories and share how give tips and advice because I I just saw all of these young girls and guys too. I shouldn't say just girls, but a lot of girls as well, wanting to follow in my footsteps. Uh, They wanted to go do this for themselves. They either, they were just graduating university like I was, or they were on their gap year. They wanted to experience and explore the world and being a visual medium. So like I'm on YouTube, I'm a vlogger. It's very visual. Yeah. They could see just me, this average girl from Canada, experiencing all these things. And when you see someone that you can relate to, you realize that something that seems super unattainable and hard to achieve is in your reach. Like, you're like, yeah, I can do that. She's doing it. I can do that. It's not like some like Josh Gates or some Buffy guy. I don't know. There's a word I'm looking for here. Guy from the Travel Channel. It's, It's just, it's nice to see an average person that you can relate to traveling. Yeah. And not just that, I think also being a female vlogger, Uh seeing someone like you being able to do it as a woman makes me feel as a woman too, that I can do it. And I'm going to trust your opinion. I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to be like, okay, well, she kind of gets me because when it comes to safety or like just in general, I think if I'm going to trust anyone when they say, okay, this place is safe to go to, it's going to be another woman. Exactly. And as a woman, we are always going to experience the world in a slightly different way than men. That's just a fact. How different that is varies. Sometimes it's very similar, almost exactly. Other times it's completely different. Uh, there's just a lot of differences and the world is is still an evolving place. And my travel experience as a woman is always going to be different than if a group of guys went off and experienced that. And if I'm taking advice from a group of guys, how do I know that that's going to be my similar experience as a woman? And that's something that I really enjoyed sharing and I really enjoy talking about and showcasing through my videos and through if it's Instagram or Instagram stories, just to inspire and kind of educate so other women, other travelers know what to do. And that's something I've always advocated for as well is all the experiences that I do, 
you can do. Yeah. Like there, and that's not always true in our industry. There's a lot of, as you know, press trips and PR trips and, and catered trips to influencers and other people who create uh, not just uh, digital media, but written media. Our experiences are not always the experience that the consumer is going to have. And I've always wanted to make sure that everything that I'm doing, you as a viewer can also do. Yeah. It's also available to you. You can purchase it. You can follow in my footsteps. This is the same experience that you can get. And do you find that people who are also solo traveling are more inclined to be friendlier, become friends with you? So you never really technically feel like you're alone doing all these things and you know to some degree do you feel like everyone's kind of chasing some sort of self-discovery or enlightenment everyone's purpose is kind of different okay uh there's definitely a, a big subset of people that are chasing enlightenment that are looking at travel to kind of solve their problems uh this is i think a quote from another travel vlogger but he's saying travel won't solve your problems and and just being in that spot where I ran away to travel. So like I moved to New Zealand to try and figure out what I wanted to do. I wanted to go explore and experience the world because I was very lost. Just the act of going to New Zealand didn't solve my problems. Yeah. It didn't give me this enlightened experience. It was all of the little things that I did once I once I got there and I learned and I developed like I built for myself. I learned how to travel solo. I learned how to make friends. I learned how to find apartments and restaurants and all of these things on my own. Yeah, and a job, hopefully. <laughs> exactly, and a job. So it's hard to kind of push travel up. It's like, okay, eat, pray, love. Here's an example. Yeah. Eat, pray, love. We, I love I love the movie. I love her story. I love everything about it. But if everybody going to India was expecting an eat, pray, love scenario, I think a lot of us are going to come back disappointed. Yeah. Because, I think we definitely need to do the mm-hmm. work you know, but I feel like in some degree, getting out of your comfort zone and going beyond your world gives you more perspective. Yes. I think getting out of your comfort zone will always transform you in a way that you weren't expecting. I always think all transformation is positive. Even if you view it as negative, it's you're learning something about yourself. So I think that's something that travel gives us is it just breaks us out of our shell and it gives us new experiences to then learn and, and to craft your own personality and how you react to things and how you understand things. But going out to travel, I don't think is necessarily going to give you such a transformative experience. You have to search for it once you get there as well. Flying to another country is not going to be your savior. It's what you do once you get there. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. If you fly there and then just stay in your hotel room, like exactly. there's definitely not going to be yeah. any enlightenment there. You have to put in the work and you have to kind of really focus on, especially if you're like coming out of school, not exactly knowing where your path is going to lead you and then using it as a way of creating a new transformative life experience for you. But you still need, yeah, you still absolutely still need to do the work. And you have to be open to doing the work because if you take the same habits and the same personalities, you're just putting it in another country. So if I go to France or something and I do the same things that I do here in Canada, but I'm not happy. How can I expect it to change just because I'm in France? So you have to be open to experiencing new things and saying yes to things you weren't necessarily comfortable with, or you have to be open to those experiences 
to get that transformation. Yeah. Well, I really liked how you outlined what you need to know about solo travel in your recent video on YouTube, which I will link in the show notes. Um, But I thought like all the points that you gave in that video of what you should know and kind of what you should expect. And also you did mention in there as well how to know when to say no. Uh You had this huge point about like being stern when you need to be. And um, I really like that because as much as you go to these different places and you want to say yes to all these experiences, you also don't want to get taken advantage of or get stuck in a situation that you can't get yourself out of. Like one time I went to Paris and uh, I was wandering around by myself. I was meeting up with a friend later that day, but I wandered into the store and there was like a bunch of dresses. And I started like looking at the racks, looking at all these dresses. And this guy comes out of nowhere and he's like, this isn't a store. You're not supposed to be here. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't realize that this wasn't a store. I just saw like a rack of dresses you know, and there's like tons of racks of dresses. This looks like a store. The door is open. Like I just walked in and he's like, no, but it's okay. Like you can, which like, what do you want to try on? There's a change room. You can try it on over here. And so I did. So while I'm trying something on, I hear a voice and he's like, when you have it on, like come out, there's a mirror. And I'm like, okay, cool. So changed into this dress, walked out. He's standing there and he's like, shows me the mirror. I'm like standing in front of the mirror. He's standing right there beside me. And he's like, wow, you look great in that dress. He's like, now show me your tits and I'll let you have the dress. And I was just like, what? What? Yeah. And I was like, so taken back. And I was like, "Uh, no. And it's like one of those situations where you realize like, holy shit, I was doing something so innocent. Uh And I naively got myself into a situation. Of course, I just like said no, Uh went in the change room, put my clothes back on and went to go leave. And he like thrusted the dress in my hands as I was leaving. I think he was like so unbelievably embarrassed by his behavior and could see how shocked I was. And I was just like, holy crap. And you like, obviously those can happen to even like the best travelers because Uh I've been traveling since I was young. Like I've never been scared, you know, to like get on a plane by myself or like walk through an airport and navigate my way. Like I've, I've Uh traveled by myself to go visit my sister since I was 15 and she lives in Los Angeles, but like I've traveled alone since I was little. And, but this was my Uh first time in Paris thought it was like the most amazing city Uh And I was just like, holy crap, like what a creep. Yeah, that is a wild story. But like you said, as women, we like, I feel like this is a Canadian thing too. Like we're, we're just overly polite. Yeah. <laughs> With, at, at least when you're growing up, these are the matters that you're told. You're told to smile and to nod and be nice and polite. And yeah. You learn very quickly that, yeah, you should be very nice and polite to people, but you also have to realize that there are times when that can get you into trouble and yeah, and to realize absolutely. when you're in that situation yeah. and be able to be like, no, and, and be very, very meaningful with your no. And they can be very difficult situations, but yeah, that's something you learn. Yeah. And if something feels too mm-hmm. good to be true, or if something is like a little bit off, You know, if if someone's inviting you to come further inside when they've already told you that it's not what you think it is, 
maybe <laughs> don't go further inside, you know? So yeah. um, that was my own naivete. <laughs> but, you know, it, it can happen to even the best of us. Yeah, and thankfully, it, it wasn't that bad of a situation. No, and most travel situations aren't going to be that bad. Like, it's interesting looking back and being able to tell travel stories of the past and things that happened. But most travel stories are amazing and incredible yeah. and very positive. Yeah, very much so. So uh, can you actually tell me how traveling has changed your personal ethos about the world and how you feel about it? So I've been traveling for 10 years now, which is wild to think of, yeah. although not consistently. <laughs> for the first few years, I was a nomad and I was floating all over. But yeah. now at least I've had a home base for a while and I rather enjoy that. Travel to me has really realized how similar all the world is and how similar people are. Like, Absolutely. I love yeah. sights and sounds. I, I love just staring out the window and looking at mountains and lakes and valleys and oceans and amazing buildings. All of that jazz. As all of, I mean, all of that never gets boring to me. There's so many sights and sounds all over the world. But what's really opened my perspective is how similar everything is. Yeah. Everything operates in this similar matter. Like if you need to find a place to go eat, it's the same thing. You you search it on your phone or you ask somebody where to go eat. If you greet somebody, there's a greeting. It's not always, hello, how are you? It might be a handshake. It might be a, a double kiss. It might be a bow. I mean, there's a, a bunch of different greetings, but you you greet somebody, you thank somebody for their hospitality. Yeah. You make friends the same ways. You travel places the same ways. It's all it's all so similar yeah. and all so different at the same time. And it's the biggest thing that surprised me and made me realize how small the world is and how interconnected the world is and how we all share kind of the same emotions and yeah. the same feelings and the same fears. And we all yeah. just want what's best for our families and we want to provide for our families. And I think it made my world seem a lot more complete. Yeah. So instead of viewing travel. I can totally people, relate to that. Exactly. Too. As like this far off exotic land. You're like, no, they're just like us. They just have a slightly different climate and they have slightly yeah. better food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of the time when there is judgment, it's based in ignorance and you don't know what other people's stories are. Mm -hmm. And like you said, everyone just wants what's best for their families and their situation. Everyone is living kind of like day to day. They're trying to just overcome hunger or like feeding their families or making sure that they have an income. I think or the, the world is inherently good. Like yes. People are good. Yeah. And also as... You know, someone who's taken that leap of faith, let's say, mm -hmm. and gone on these amazing trips, you then are a person who can come home with all these priceless memories mm -hmm. and then turn them into like becoming a great storyteller or having these unique experiences that make you stand out from the crowd and more interesting. Like, say, if you're going for an interview and someone was like, oh, I see like you haven't been working for the last 
four months, what have you been doing? And you're like, oh, well, I've been, you know, solo traveling around China and discovered so many things or have had these so many great experiences. So, 100%. Like, you know? you should, uh, also, employers are starting to realize the value travel brings. Yeah. Tell them about your great experiences. Like, you don't have to tell them about your, you know, drinking nights out because, yeah, yeah okay, have a few of those. But tell yeah. them about what you've learned about the world, what you've learned about yourself, how you handled situations, how you were able to plan for things and make changes and book yeah. things. They're all I mean, they, they want to know, employers want to know how you problem solve. Exactly. You know? And That's travel what, is so much problem solving. It's yeah. like the more you do it, the better you get at problem solving. The, the biggest thing I do too is like, because I, I get a lot of people that ask me like when they're like, when you're scared of solo travel, the best thing you could do is solo travel. You're never going to get over the fear of solo travel if you don't solo travel. But there's a way yeah. to do it small, like start small. Go go drive an hour away from where you currently are and go explore that city or town or place by yourself for the day. Yeah. And then come back and then do it for a weekend. And then plan a trip for a week somewhere, not crazy. It could be in your same country. Yeah. And do that by yourself. Spend a week by yourself. And this is how you build those skills and that confidence. And then you can, you know, take a plane to New Zealand and live there for a year. <laughs> I didn't yeah. do those steps beforehand and I wish I did. But that's how you can build up those skills and that confidence. So then when you get to that foreign country, you're like, I got this. Or yeah. what I did in China. I went with my friend first. So even yeah. though I was going to different places, I was comfortable with the country. And then I was like, yeah. Next time, I'm going it by myself. You can totally yeah. do that as well. And I also feel like it makes you become this go-getter, you know, where you now have these tools that allow you to have the confidence you need to feel like, okay, all I need to do is plan this out and then I can go anywhere, do anything when I want, like however I want to do it, mm. how, like however I feel like I would enjoy it the most. And I think that can be translated back into whatever career path you decide to take. And, you know, it can elevate just even as an employee of someone else, like now you're a team leader. You know, you're not just someone who needs direction constantly. No, I like that. I also like the toolkit analogy. It's like you're adding you're adding tools to your toolkit. Absolutely. And then suddenly you're going to have enough tools to build a house. Yeah. But if you just start off with a hammer, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. And it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like at the end of it as well, like you've come out with some incredible friends and even though that one guy in New Zealand <laughs> had a bad taste in your mouth, I'm sure now you've walked away with friends all over the world who would happily meet up with you whenever mm -hmm. you were in town. And yeah, now, and it, it like just expands your network even further. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, I think everyone needs to watch your What You Need to Know About Solo Travel videos. Mm -hmm. So... I'm definitely going to put that in the show notes, but um, tell us where people can find you online. Well, it's pretty simple. It's at youtube.com slash Haney Dean or <laughs> HaneyDean.com or any other social media network that you enjoy also slash Haney Dean. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast and I really, really appreciate it. And thanks for sharing all your stories about solo travel and your tips and well thank you for having me it was really fun
so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Is That So podcast. For more information on this episode and all past episodes, you can check out my show notes on isthatso.com or follow me on Instagram at isthatso. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your personal support to the podcast, simply leave a review on iTunes or screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your stories. All right, friends, that's it. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of the Is That So podcast. And I look forward to hanging out with you again soon.